You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Iran's oil rig cyber espionage campaign seems to employ Russian hoods and black energy. WannaCry recovery continues, but there may be worse to come. Still talking funny, the shadow brokers say you'll be able to subscribe to an equation group leak service next month. The U.S. Senate considers putting the vulnerability equities process on a legal foundation. NIST issues draft guidance on cyber executive order implementation. And political parties in Western Europe still stink at email security for all their worries about Fancy Bear. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, May 18, 2017. We begin with news about matters other than the WannaCry ransomware pandemic. Oil Rig, a cyber espionage campaign generally believed to be run by Iran against regional rivals, especially Saudi Arabia, has resumed. This time, researchers at California-based TrapX Security see evidence that Iran is using the services of Russian cyber criminals. In particular, they're finding some use of black energy malware in the oil rig campaign. Black energy, of course, was most famously used against Ukrainian power distribution infrastructure back in late 2015. Victims of WannaCry ransomware continue to treat their infestations. Researchers are increasingly convinced the attack was a North Korean operation that bears the fingerprints of the Lazarus Group. But the evidence remains circumstantial, the attribution preliminary and provisional. Other, better-crafted and arguably more dangerous campaigns exploiting Eternal Blue vulnerabilities are underway, and they seem to be playing a longer, more focused game. Proofpoint has described Adelkuz, a malicious cryptocurrency miner that began quietly circulating in the wild weeks before WannaCry appeared. Its masters are using infected machines to accumulate coin. This cryptocurrency mining scheme has been quietly in progress for some weeks before WannaCry came to light. Heimdall Security warns of the discovery of what they're calling Blue Doom, and this one is disturbing. It's more sophisticated in execution by far than WannaCry. As Heimdall puts it on their blog, Blue Doom is different from WannaCry because it shows a long-term intent to make use of vulnerabilities stemming from virtually all shadow brokers leaks containing Windows exploits. Blue Doom disguises itself as WannaCry, but it's a completely different type of worm that does not drop ransomware. In fact, Blue Doom appears to aim at quietly establishing persistence in victim networks, presumably with a view to activation later for future attack campaigns. Where the shadow brokers got the Eternal Blue exploits remains unknown. Unknown also are the identities of the brokers themselves. Speculation tends to focus on either Russian intelligence services or a rogue American, a high-end hacktivist. Whoever the shadow brokers are, they're sticking to their outrageously bogus broken English and promising a subscription service for Equation Group Zero Days, coming to a black market near you in June. 
As more of our time is spent on our mobile devices, the security of the apps on those devices is a growing concern. Mandeep Kara is from Arxan Technologies, a company that specializes in app protection, and he spoke with us about protecting your binaries in your mobile apps. We find that over 90% of mobile apps out there have not been protected uh, from, from the binary code protection point of view. And so hackers are coming in. I mean, they, you know, they find the, the weakest link and they go in and uh, they're exploiting the heck out of uh, these applications. And so if from a real world point of view, what are some typical ways that you see this affect people? Yeah, so it depends on the industry, right? So, for example, in the financial services, uh, mobile banking, mobile payments uh, type of applications that any of the large to mid-sized banks uh, release out to um, Apple uh, or Google Play Store. And what hackers do is they they get in uh, into the binary code, which is available openly, and they would use an off-the-shelf tool like Clutch, for example. They decompile the binary code. They can reverse engineer, uh, get to the source code. Uh, They can steal the cryptographic keys. uh, They can steal the credentials. And the end result is there are a number of things within that they can do. For example, they can um, point the app to their own bank account, so it could uh, result in, uh, you know, obviously financial losses for uh, the consumer, then ultimately for the bank. Obviously, they can create like a malicious app. Uh, They can put malware in it. If you look at other industries, like, for example, in gaming, uh, the two big issues that that come up on gaming side uh, are uh, IP protection issues, because hackers can steal, uh, again, uh, the actual game and post it on Reddit and other places, so uh, everyone can have access to that for free. Or they can also have uh, anti-cheat type of issues. So, for example, they can create some cheats that by hacking into the application, and then they can release it and sell it, actually, um, in, the, in the dark web. So what are you recommending for how uh, companies can address security when it comes to these mobile apps? I think the most important thing companies need to realize is that, that binary code is the weakest link, and it's exposed uh, that hackers can get into, and so they need to protect that um, by doing things like encryption, obfuscation, and also making sure that there are checks in there so they can see when the attack is happening, and they can take an action if if an attack is happening. Uh, those types of things, but beyond that, they also need to protect their cryptographic keys, uh, which if they're exposed. Uh, hackers can steal those, uh, get back to the source code, and steal, you know, basically reverse engineer uh, the whole code. And one of the biggest issues right now that we find, and at least in talking to hundreds of CSOs that I've found, there's again a misconception that, hey, I'm storing everything on the server side, I don't have as much on the mobile app uh, endpoint side, so I'm secure. And that is absolutely not true. And and I think, you know, again, once cryptographic keys are exposed, hackers can come back and, and get to the source code on the server side. So it's just they need to understand it much better uh, in terms of what the exposure is here and how to fix it. That's Mandeep Kara from Arxan Technologies. The U.S. Senate is considering legislation that would take the vulnerability equities process out of the hands of the intelligence community and formalize it as a matter of law. The pending bill, the Patch Act, the Protecting Our Ability to Counter Hacking Act of 2017, to unpack the forced acronym for you, defines vulnerability and establishes a mechanism by which disclosures would be made. The bill places responsibility for overseeing disclosure of vulnerabilities in a Vulnerability Equities Review Board to be chaired by the Secretary of Homeland Security. 
The board would set disclosure policy, and the draft bill expresses an expectation that the default position would be public disclosure, with the very large and flexible exception of vulnerabilities deemed to affect national security. NIST has supplemented U.S. President Trump's cybersecurity executive order with guidance on how agencies should implement that order. Public comment on the document will be accepted until June 30th of this year. It's good that NIST has done so since its cybersecurity framework, formerly known as the Framework for Improving Critical Infrastructure Cybersecurity, is the armature around which the President's order is constructed. Finally, for all the concerns about election hacking in the West, security company Agari studied the state of email security in German, Norwegian, and British political parties. Some scored better than others, with Britain's Liberal Democrats and Greens doing best. But in general, they're all deficient in email authentication, with poorly implemented DMARC policies, that's domain-based message authentication reporting and conformance, Perhaps someone should remind the leaders of the various parties worried about Russian influence operations that email was, at least in part, the downfall of the U.S. Democratic National Committee. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. My guest today for our partner segment is Dale Drew from Level 3 Communications. We're talking about ransomware, and just as a listener note, we recorded this segment a few days before WannaCry was released. It's interesting to hear Dale's predictions about how bad ransomware was going to be in 2017. That came true. Uh, Dale, uh, we are well into 2017, and certainly uh, one of the big threats this year. People predicted it, and it's come true. That's ransomware. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say ransomware. We we think ransomware is going to be the biggest threat for 2017. Not only does it use all the all the traditional sort of deployment mechanisms, you know, phishing attacks to be able to uh, get an employee to click on a link, malware uh, droppers to be able to deploy. Uh, the ransomware, but it also provides sort of direct 
uh, pay benefit uh, for the bad guy. And some really depressing studies have come out that that show uh, that about forty percent of people are paying ransomware, and so you know the motivation for them to be repeat uh, victims is is definitely up uh, up there. They they say that the average ransomware uh, payout is between a hundred to five hundred dollars per victim. And are they getting their data back when they pay? No, see that's the thing is that is that in most cases now in some cases we've seen some some ransomware uh, operators who actually provide the key. Our typical experience is we see a victim pay pay an escalation, and then the bad guy just disappears and does not provide the key to be able to uh, unlock the, all their files. Mm. It was a remarkable uh, uh, finding about consumers and awareness of ransomware. Yeah, so this study from uh, Trustlook was showing that about 45% of consumers have not even heard of ransomware as of yet. And the problem with that is that's the the single largest concern that we have with regards to consumer-based security issues, especially ransomware, is that the steps to be able to protect yourself, even if you are a victim, it's really easy if if you were just to, to make a backup copy of your critical files before you become a victim. Once you become a victim, then it's you know all your files are are already gone, and so it's just like ID theft. You know, ha- having uh, protective mechanisms to protect your identity up front, like locking your credit uh, history, uh, th- those things you, you can take proactively to to prevent yourself from becoming a victim, or better protect yourself once you are a victim. It really concerns me that forty five percent of consumers have not even heard of it, and are just waiting to be victimized uh, up front. Yeah, it's a tough thing to learn about the hard way. Yeah, you know, the, the other concern is they said that ransomware has jumped about 23% in 2016. And uh, so far, I mean, we're in uh, May, it's uh, already at uh, another increase of 25% in 2017. So that that trend in uh, ransomware growth is going to grow uh, fairly significantly, I think, in 2017. And of course, grow it did, thanks to WannaCry being released not long after we recorded this segment. Dale Drew from Level 3 Communications. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge. And they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. 
We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now. Now. 